Hello, online family. I'm so glad that you're with us again, and uh, I'm not sure where you are watching from, so hey, what if we do this? We haven't done this in a long time. Why don't you just, in a little chat area right there, just type where you're watching this from, and uh, you know, it might be the car, but maybe a city, maybe a state, maybe you're on vacation watching it, but just let us know where you're watching it from. You really are part of who we are and what we're doing, and we love that you are tuning in each and every week. And uh, today we're actually wrapping up a series that we've been in called Dumb Things Christians Say. And it's been fascinating. Uh, we, our staff, we've gotten so many responses from individuals who have gone to church a long time, some that are brand new to church, but they've heard these phrases that we're talking about and they didn't know, number one, it wasn't in the Bible. And number two, there's a better way to live when it comes to that phrase, a higher way that God calls us to live. And today, I, I think it's no different. You have heard this phrase before. Maybe you said it, I'm not sure, but here's the phrase we're talking about today. God just wants me to be happy. God just wants me to be happy. Now, let me stop right there. There is one thing that God made that makes me happy, so happy. And it is a food choice of mine that my world changes, praise his name. It is a, here's the deal. What is your favorite go-to food that makes you happy? Come on, just type it in. What, what is it? Now you pick the kind of food if you want, Mexican, American, Asian, but specifically, what's your go-to food when you need a little bit of happiness in your life? I'm gonna tell you what mine is. I'm, oh, if, you, if you love Jesus, you guess this too, okay? Ice cream. It is my go-to. Oh, I am an ice cream-aholic. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> During COVID, I found my favorite ice cream. Like, I don't know where this ice cream has been my whole life, but it is absolutely incredible. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the, the maker and the name of it. Private Selection, uh, if you live in the Houston area, it's only in Kroger. Uh, grocery stores, but maybe you can find it wherever you live. Uh, but it is absolutely incredible. And the name of it is Brown Butter Bourbon Truffle. There has to be bourbon in it. It's so good. I'm telling you, it's so good. And if that's the only way I can drink alcohol, I'm in it. I'm Because it is absolutely amazing. But that's my go-to for happiness when it comes to food. I'm not quite sure what you wrote down, but we all have a go-to for happiness. That's mine, and I absolutely love it. But that's the phrase I want to talk about for just a few moments. God just wants me to be happy. It's interesting. I've heard the phrase before. I've heard it from a lot, and the, the thought process behind it that Jesus does want me to be happy, and wow, he's made so many great things. Of course he wants me to be happy. He doesn't want me to be sad, so I should always seek happiness. I should always strive to be happy. I should always look for ways in life to experience happiness. Um, when you flesh this out, if uh, God just wants me to be happy, if that becomes your theology, if it becomes your all-consuming goal or your core belief about God, 
that he just wants you to be happy, you need to understand there's some other things that actually drive that belief. That there's some, some foundational beliefs that maybe the individual who says that, they haven't really thought about. And so I, I wrote some of these down. Um, if God just wants me to be happy, here's what that means. Number one is I determine what's right and wrong for my life. If, if it makes me happy, it's got to be right. It's got to be from God if it makes me happy. Now, if it doesn't make me happy, it's, it's wrong. And, and God would agree with me that it's wrong. Why? Because it doesn't make me happy. So you become the judge of right and wrong for your own life. The second thing I wrote down is this, is that hardships cannot be God's will for my life. Why? That's not fun. <laughs> That doesn't make me happy when I enter moments of discomfort, delay, inconvenience, suffering, or problems for my life. So when I enter those seasons of life, that can't be God's will. Why? It doesn't make me happy. So suffering has to be out of the picture somehow, some way, if, if God just wants me to be happy. The third thing I wrote down is this, is I believe God exists to serve me. It's a core belief behind that overarching belief of all God wants me to do is be happy. And so uh, look at the three phrases again. What do you see that all three have in common? What's the pronoun? Just write it down in the chat window. What, 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 what do you see? Yeah, it's all about me. I get to choose what's right and wrong for my life. Nobody else can do that. Um, suffering can't be a part of my life. There's just no way that suffering can do that. And when I look at my life, I actually, I wouldn't say it out loud, but this is what the belief actually says, is that God should revolve around my life, my relationships, and my stuff to make me happy. In other words, God just becomes a genie in my life. And if I live up to my end of the deal, he should live up to his end of the deal. Hey, I go to church. Um, I give every now and then. Um, I'm kind to people. I don't run over cats. Um, th there are things that I do and things I don't do. And when I keep my end of the deal, God should make me happy in doing those things. Here's one of the biggest problems with believing that God just wants me to be happy is when we believe we've checked all the boxes and we wake up one day and we're not happy. Something has happened. Something has gone down, or maybe it's just a stage of life that we're in, and we're not happy. Bring God into the picture now, and here's how I wrote it down. I'm not happy. So God lied, failed, or isn't real. God lied. He lied. Or he failed me somehow. Uh, this is not the marriage I wanted. It's not the family I wanted. I didn't sign up for this, this job or this job loss. I thought this was going to go in this direction of my life, God, but it didn't go in this direction. I'm anything but happy in life right now. So you didn't keep up your end of the bargain. So you failed, you lied, or hey, listen, maybe you're not even real. Do you see where that kind of mentality of God just wants me to be happy, where it can take you? And again, this is nowhere in the Bible that God just wants you to be happy. Here's how I think it should be read. God just wants me to be more than happy. Why settle for happiness 
when I believe God has something else in mind for you. And it's more than you just being happy. Um, let me illustrate it this way. I have three children, a daughter, two sons. They've all played sports or are playing sports right now. My daughter played volleyball. Uh, my oldest son, his go-to sport is baseball. My youngest son, his go-to sport is basketball. I love watching them as a father. I love it. It's fun watching them have fun. If you're a parent, you understand this. It's fun in the big moments of the game to watch them come through in the game. Now, there's something that happens in the heart of a parent that your daughter or your son gets to do that. Now, if your son or your daughter's not an athlete, but maybe they are just a brainiac, right? God has blessed them with academic skills or band skills. You can play this scenario however it plays out for you, but there's something about watching your child do something that they're gifted to do in a big moment. There's just something about it. You can't explain it. And your joy as a parent isn't just in the fact they pulled it off. It's in the fact you get to watch their happiness in that they pulled it off, right? I mean, it's both for the parent. So imagine with me if my daughter, my sons made the the last second goal or the big hit or the, the, the important dig. And after doing so, they ran across the opposing bench dugout and they would just give them, you know, two birds as they just ran along, okay? As a parent, my happiness for them immediately changes. Why? Because now I understand there's something at stake more than their happiness. It's a, this is a heart issue. This is a person issue. This is an identity issue now. It pleased me so much to watch them be happy in the moment. But I want them to be more than happy. I want them to be who they're supposed to be. You see, so I, I think we could take the phrase, God just wants me to be happy. And I think there's, there's a better way to live life. God wants me to just be more than happy is what I believe that we learn from Scripture. Because does God want me to be happy? Absolutely. But this is, this is where I want to leave us today. This is like the big thought of the day for us. Look on the screen. God does not want you to pursue happiness. God wants you to pursue Him. God does not want you to make the all-consuming pursuit of your life to be happy. He wants you to make the all-consuming pursuit of your life Him. And I believe what Scripture teaches is when we do that, we also get happiness. It comes with Him. But understand, He's not the, the byproduct to get happiness. He's the end product. He, he is the end of the means. It's all about Him. And what I believe Scripture teaches is that happiness is found in Him, with Him, around him, from him, and apart from him, we might be able to find temporary happiness, but it will not be ultimate happiness. You actually see this played out in scripture over and over. Uh, I have a few scriptures just for us before we get going here on a couple of other points. Psalm 37, four, delight yourself, where? In the Lord. Psalm 32, 11, be glad, in the Lord. Philippians 3.1, rejoice in the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 5.16, rejoice 
always. Romans 12, 8, do your acts of mercy. How? With cheerfulness. Psalm 102, serve the Lord. How? With gladness. Psalm 97, 12, may all who are godly be happy. And then when we look at Jesus himself, Luke chapter 10, verse 21, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit. You see, it's with, it's around, and it's in God himself, not away from him, that we can be more than happy. Um, a question might be this. What about when happiness is a bad thing? I think it's a valid question. I think it's a good question to ask. Um, when you look here, God does not want you happy, number one, when it causes you to do something wrong or unwise. And listen, we've seen this in other people. Isn't it crazy when you have a friend, you have a loved one, you have a family member, they're going in a direction, you know where it's gonna end up, but they can't see it. <laughs> it's like everybody sees where this relationship is gonna go. Everybody can see where this habit is going to lead, but they can't see it. Why? It's making them happy. And here's what I know. Whenever we're seeking our happiness, and it could be unwise, we can justify anything for the sake of our happiness. And as many people will talk to him, as many people will talk to her, try to convince him or her, you don't wanna do this, it's unwise. A key, key phrase, I know what the Bible says, but that phrase right there is an indicator. God does not want you happy on this road. He just doesn't. You know, you know the Bible actually spells this out this way in Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to a man. Why? Because it feels happy. So it seems right. But in the end, it leads to death. Now, it seems like this is the world that we live in. I don't know, I mean, maybe you've had conversations with people who would say, I know what the Bible says about premarital sex, but it's like we're already married anyway, <laughs> right? I know what the Bible says about divorce, but God just wants me happy somewhere else. I know what the Bible says about getting drunk, but God understands. I know what the Bible says about fill in the blank, but I have needs, but he made me this way, but I can't get it anywhere else. And we just fill in the justification. And I'm just telling you, according to scripture and God's heart as a loving father, he does not want you to pursue happiness if it's unwise and it's just wrong. He wants you more than happy. The second time in life when God does not want you happy is when it's based on the things of this world alone. That your happiness is a pursuit of the things of this world to make you happy apart from God. Now make no mistake, make no mistake. The Bible says that God gives us good things to enjoy, 
okay? He blesses us to enjoy good things. But when our pursuit is set on the things of this world for more, God does not want you happy. You know, where do you get that from? Good question. Glad you asked. First John makes it so clear. Chapter 2, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away. But whoever does the will of God will live forever. And the word live forever doesn't mean when you die. It means life right now. You will begin living now with him, pursuing him, and you will live forever with him. Now, this brings up a really good point. Maybe we should stop and just, okay, how do we define happiness then in comparison to God? Maybe that's where the breakdown is and the problem occurs is that maybe we define happiness one way, but God has a completely different definition for happiness. And I think we do see this in Scripture, believe it or not. And I think it may help us understand why God just wants us to be more than happiness. Um, uh, th- there's a famous sermon that Jesus preached. And I'm gonna just going to jump out there and go, it was the best sermon. If you're Jesus and you preach a sermon, it trumps every other sermon ever preached. I think we could agree with that. And it's known as the Beatitudes. This is not all of them, but I want you to see the comparison of how God defines happiness and how I think we could agree the world defines happiness. Look at this. The world's definition for happiness is an expensive lifestyle. I have all the new things, all the new gadgets, all the upgrades. But God's definition is a poor and needy spirit. He says, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. World's definition would be, I have the perfect appearance. I've got all the right clothes. I look the right way. But God's definition goes to the heart. And he goes, "Uh, happy are those with a pure heart. Why? Because they will see God. What about getting on top, the world's definition, climb the ladder, get on top, be number one, whatever it takes. God's definition in the Sermon on the Mount was happier those with a humble attitude. Why a humble attitude? Because they will inherit the whole earth. World's definition, if I have the right relationships, I will be happy. So I don't mind kicking them out of my life and them out of my life and getting them into my life and him into my life. If I get the right relationships, then I'll be happy. In the Sermon on the Mount, God's definitions, blessed are the merciful. Why? Because they will be shown mercy. Even when relationships are hard, that we would show mercy and grace. God says that person is the one who's happy and blessed. What about this one? World's definition, just finding peace. Whatever it takes, just find peace. Jesus said, God's definition, happier those who make peace. Why? Because they will be called children of God. You see the difference? It's not just God wants me to be happy. God wants me to be happy with him. Uh, There's an interesting Greek word from the Sermon on the Mount, the word blessed. In the New Testament, the Greek word for blessed is makarios. Now, question, before I it tell you exactly what it means. What do you think of? Come on, just write it out. Macarius, what do you think of? Come on, you're doing it too. I know you are, or at least you thought it. You had the song in your head and I know you did. 
Right. I mean, you think you think of macaroni, right? I mean, this is what you think of. Now, maybe we struggle with the concept of God and happiness being more than happy because it's with him is because maybe we think that he blesses us just, you know, a little bit here. Maybe that word macareus actually means just a little bit of grace and a little bit of mercy and a little bit of love, and he's gonna do some good things. Oh, but if we mess up, he might actually take that back, right? And so with this kind of mentality about this God, who just a little here, just a little there, no wonder we would run to the world for happiness because we think he's holding out on us for our happiness. So it only makes sense that we would live such a life. But can I give you the definition of this word that Jesus used and is also in scripture, Macarius, more than happy, supremely blessed. Do you know what that means? It means that God wants to make you more than happy. Not a little grace, a whole lot of grace. Oh, and he's not done. Not a little mercy and love, but a whole lot of mercy and love. As a matter of fact, when you read the book of 1 John, it says this, that he has lavished his love on us. It's over and over and over. God wants you to be more than happy when you pursue him. Not away from him. That true happiness, true joy is found in him and him alone. And you see, this is what David said. Psalm 1611, you have made known to me the path of life. Watch, watch, watch. And in your presence, not away from your presence, in your presence is fullness of joy. There it is. And, and pleasures everlasting. David said, in your presence is fullness of joy and pleasures everlasting. It's pleasures of the heart that is at peace. It's joy and contentment with what God has given you. It's receiving grace that you never deserved in the first place, and it overwhelms you. It's understanding the, the mercy where scripture says, his mercy is new every single day of your life. And he wakes up, as Zephaniah 3 says, that he sings over you while you sleep. And when you wake up, oh, he can't wait to be with you. He just can't wait for you to be with him. It's not that God just wants you happy. God wants you more than happy. That's how he wants us to see that phrase. And it begins with a relationship with him, by the way. If you've never given your life to him, he really desires that you know him. And here's why. Because scripture says that when he steps into a person's life, the old is gone and everything is made brand new. Scripture says that you become his child. You join his family. And God wants you to be in his family. That you would surrender your past to him. You would trust him with your present. And you would look forward to him in the future this is God stepping into your life through his son, Jesus Christ, to say, I want to radically bless your life and make you more than happy in a relationship with me. And if you've never done that, 
I wanna invite you to give your life to Christ. Would you just bow your heads wherever you are and just say, God, I need you in my life and I want you in my life. So the best way I know how, I open up my heart to you today and surrender my life to you. I believe, I believe that you sent your son to pay for my sin, you know them all, and I believe that he came back to life to give his life to me. So I open up my heart and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit in my life that you would make me new today. Thank you for making me your child, adopting me into your family so that I could call you Father. Thank you for being so good to me. In your name I pray, amen.